righty. So Kagi, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I know everyone is super busy these days with all the NFT space going nuts, uh, the crypto space going nuts. So I always start these chats off with a thank you to the guests because I know that is very tough to find time in your schedule. Uh, I wanted to start off with asking you how you first got involved with creating content because over the last couple months, uh, your stuff has been going crazy with the NFT space and obviously you're putting in tons and tons of work to polish your craft and to polish the content you're creating. So I wanted to kind of tap into the roots of that and ask you how you started creating content in the first place. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, I, I saw your channel too, like a couple months ago, maybe like a year ago. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, I, I saw I saw that you, yeah. you were putting in work as well. Gave you a few tips there. I remember, and mm -hmm. you know, I'm glad that you, you you know you're doing this. But yeah, I started doing content basically. First, it started when I was a kid playing Call of Duty. Um, I would upload, you know, when the uploads and stuff kind of started that you could clip it and show it to your friends uh, on Xbox and stuff like that. So I started there, you know, naturally. Um, then in, in high school, I never, I failed everything, basically. And the only classes that, that, I, that I had were art, was art and... Um, Photography and those I never failed because I was excited about doing creating content right in a, in a way So I would you know take photos and stuff like that. So that's where kind of like the camera kind of came into play um, And then after that um, I kind of decided to go to film school I did my GED all that stuff and I went to film school and then in film school I started recording myself vlogging, you know going to the beach, you know talking to random people and that never really picked up because I never put in that much time. But that's kind of when I, where I started doing content like that. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, you know, crafting it and uploading it. And then I always been a gamer. So I was like, you know, I started watching Twitch and stuff like that. I was like, I could do that. You know, I've been doing content. I mean, playing video games for so long. And I started on Twitch, basically. And then I did a Twitch career for, I don't know, like three years, 12 hours a day. I have the numbers there. And, wow. you know, like. Uh, three viewers, you know, um, there was a point where I almost gave up and I was like, dude, um, I'm going to give up on this. And I kind of took a break and I said, you know what, I'm going to go to the beach, go to hang out with my family back in my country. And dude, it kind of, everything just started to click because I did, during my time on Twitch, I did engage in the, in the crypto industry, but I knew that gaming was going to be part of it. I just didn't understand it very well, how it was going to, you know, interconnect and all of that. So I kind of waited. I was like, let's see. Let's see what happens with the gaming side of things. Um, and then in 2020, um, I basically, you know, started searching for games. And I found a few. I was like, dude, this is going to pick up. This is going to pick up. This is it. This is it. It's, uh, this is the moment, right? I knew about CryptoKitties. Never really convinced me. Um, I did understand it was kind of like an innovation there and uh, basically, you know, grinded the hell out of it until now uh, that mm -hmm. I'm grinding. So that's for, that's basically my story in terms of content. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that you always knew that the crypto and the NFT stuff, there was going to be some gaming aspect to it, but did you not understand the tech side of things or did you not really understand just the direction that it was going to take? I didn't understand the direction. I almost felt I, I was more in the token side of things. I was okay. like, okay, yeah, what you're gonna be able to do is, you know, sell your your things. Never really understood until later on, you know, that you actually have the asset yourself on your wallet, which that's something that a lot of people don't understand still. 
right? right. It's more like, oh yeah, you can sell your skin. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Like Counter Strike. Right. Yes, like Counter Strike. Mm-hmm. But you own the skin, right? Like you have it as a token in your wallet. So that you know that that mind shift there, you know that that, that idea kind of shifted in, in the last, I would say, two years, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. That was where I was at. And then when you kind of decided to start making content around NFT gaming, what decided you to push more towards that route and away from some of the other stuff you were creating? Was it the engagement that you saw initially, or was it that you kind of saw a gap that no one else was doing it, and that's what drove you to creating content? I think there was a mix of both things. I think Mm -hmm. we got to start where, you know, as a gamer, you know, you're always like buying skins and stuff like that. I was never really the the one to buy skins or anything. I always saw it like, you're taking my money. Next year, you're going to come out with another game. Mm -hmm. So I understood that concept that I never, it never translated to to, to the next thing. The reason why Counter-Strike is so big in the skin industry is because they haven't changed the game for so many years, you know? So it's not like nobody's like thinking like, oh, I'm going to lose my skins. Mm-hmm. But I think in Call of Duty, which is one of the games that I, you know, I grinded the hell out of it, I understood that concept that, you know, next year I won't have my skin. So I never really bought anything in Call of Duty. Fortnite came out, that was a different flow. Because Fortnite, it did have a long-term vision. There was no, There's no Fortnite 2. It's just updates after updates. Right. So that makes sense. Um, and uh, behind that, people don't get it, but the reason why they buy more is because they know they have true this ownership over a longer period of time mm-hmm. right so i understood that and then i like you said then i was like i saw nfts and stuff like that picking up i was like yo who's who's bridging this who's bridging the, this gap and no there was there was no uh, more engagement no absolutely not mm-hmm. as a matter of fact even less yeah like, who, who the hell who the hell wanted to to understand this nobody so i was like dude this is gonna pick up i'm just gonna do it Period. You know, this is it. I believe. It. I I believe it in the core. From the core, I believe because that's that's one of the most important things. If you do it for the money, if you do it for the views, if you do it for this, then what's gonna happen is that, you know, anything is gonna crumble you down. But for me, I understood the concept, and it was just like, dude, this is it. This is it. Same thing in 2017 with, you know, crypto. Uh, I I started 2016. By the end, I read the Ethereum Alliance thing where Microsoft was getting in and all of that, I read an article and I understood like there was kind of ownership. Now you have your tokens. Like I understood something about it. I was like, dude, this is it in terms of money. So the same kind of like, you know, uh, a bulb kind of sparked up in the, mm-hmm. in the last few years yeah, with, the, with the gaming. And do you even play these traditional games anymore? Do you play games that don't have blockchain or, or self-ownership over the assets anymore at all? Dude, I don't play anything. I dropped, I haven't touched any, I promise you, I have not touched one game. And it's a hard thing to swallow. Yeah. Because a, a lot of these games are very fun to play. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of content. There's a lot of money behind it. So they keep it flowing. But I, I, I got, I have to be a maxi. I have to be a maxi or, or else mm-hmm. this won't pick up. You know, there's, you have to be a maxi. And it sucks to be a Maxi in a way because I, I'm not really with that mentality, but I have to be. I have to be because I see I see something that is not right. It's just not right. It's just simply not right. So. Mm-hmm. And so you're playing these blockchain-based games. I think the first video uh, of yours that I saw, you're playing Axie Infinity, 
and you were freaking out on stream. You had like an eight win streak or something like that. You had won all these games in a row. And at the time, man, there was like 20 people playing Axie Infinity. I would sit in the lobby. I'd wait for like 10 minutes to find a match. And half the times it would be my buddies because it was based uh, geographically speaking. So it would match you up with the closest player, not necessarily the skill level. So I saw your videos on YouTube. I don't even know how I stumbled across them. But I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, someone else is out here playing these games. They're having just as much as just as much fun as I am. And he's creating content around it. And then from there, I kind of followed you. But uh, I know that your, your favorite game, I think, I don't want to speak for you, but would you say that your favorite game is Axie right now in terms of blockchain-based games? Or do you have any other ones? Well, I think there, there's something, you gotta, we got to make a distinction here. Okay. I come from an F, FPS world for me shooters is the thing right that, that's what i really 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 love mm -hmm. and never been really been about mmos never really been about pvp car battles Same. you know none of that so axie infinity as an investor and mm -hmm. as a gamer right both together i'm like this game although it's not my favorite type of game in terms of like the the genre because it's not something that i bring in my core it is the game with the most potential, and I mm -hmm. understood that from the beginning. Mm -hmm. What really got caught my attention is the actual land play. I never okay. got into Axie for the cards. Actually, I rejected Axie when I saw it the first time. I was like, mm, card, I'm not really into that. But then somebody on Twitter, um, his name is Siddhartha. He's a good friend of mine now. Mm -hmm. um, he told me, bro, there's going to be land. There's going to be land because I was asking, we need better games. And he said, well, look at Axie. There's going to be land play. There's going to be like a world. That sparked my mind. I was like, bro, this is this is something else. This is something. I've never seen anything like this. Mm -hmm. um, and by this time, I haven't seen Decentraland. So my, my ball didn't spark. You uh, know. Okay. That, yeah. So For what it could so, turn yeah, into. I, mm -hmm. So Axie was the first one um, in terms of like the grand vision. I was like, this is it. And I, now I like MMOs. Now I have learned to, to understand the economic side of it, all of that. So it's fun. I love breeding in Axie. That's my favorite thing to do. There's a, there's a fun factor to kind of like putting these axes together, analyzing them, and then boom, and seeing what happens. That's that. Mm -hmm. And then another game that I'll be playing is Lost Relics um, on an Engine. Um, that one's very, very fun as well. You, you don't have to pay anything. It's free to play, but there's this um, idea that not idea, it happens, you know, that you go into a dungeon, you can get a weapon for that, that can be worth $10,000, $15,000, dollars $200. So there's a, obviously a, a drop rate um, on those weapons in those dungeons. And, you know, it's very, very it's a very well-built game in terms of the economy of the game. I think Engine is pushing it, you know, it's kind of like stifling its growth in a way, but mm. that's just an opinion. Um, from what I have seen and the time that I put in. So out mm -hmm. of blockchain games, I would say Axie is the best one and the most fun that I had personally playing, playing, playing would be Lost Relics. Do you have any that are close to, to Lost Relics? Any other games? Do you have, say, a top three games that are your favorite to play, that bring you the most joy, not the biggest return on investment, but ones that you sit down, you play, and you just kind of get lost in the game. You don't you, you know, you lose track of time. Uh, you're just caught up in achieving the next uh, the next weapon, getting the next rank or whatever it is. Do you have a, a top three uh, NFT games right now? Well, I can tell you right now, there is none like that. 
yeah. for me personally. Mm-hmm. There is not there is not that level of engagement yet. There's not that level of you know of that feeling. I think the the, the feeling that I get the most is doing content um, to push. That, that, that's what excites me the much the, the, the okay. most to to push content to to its limits to with what we have. And I think breeding it's one of my favorite things. Like I could put I put hours. Yeah, just analyzing axes like the the, the, really? the, the dna and i'm not an expert mm-hmm. it's just fun to do it's mm-hmm. just fun to do um the one i spend the most has been lost relics okay but that doesn't mean it has been the one that i enjoy like it's just that i don't have one yet i just don't have one that i can put so much time like that mm-hmm. um but yeah i and don't think we're there yet what do you think that these games are missing? Is it a sense of community? Like, if your friends were playing, do you think it would be more fun? Is it just the level of, like, the technology itself behind the games? Like, what do you think it is that's missing right now? I think... I think... Um, I think the idea is not missing. The idea... The, the, the future okay. of games is going to look like this, in my opinion. is basically... Um, whatever whatever game has the best content, whatever you, whatever area you like to play, whether it's FPS, whether it's you know you know the the playbook in in content, it's already there. You know we have right. years, we have twenty years to study what's good content, what people like. Now the the extra add-on to all of this is which one is the most rewarding, which one has the most incentive in terms of good content versus how much you can earn so i think gotcha. or not earn but you know feel like uh mm-hmm. like your time matters you know uh, let's just of course like, that. like mm-hmm. your time matters and i think right now if we actually analyze it i think the best one the most consistent one and that's the reason why axie is number one is is axie because it's the one that is consistently giving you back for the time that you put in consistently mm-hmm. because lost relics is based on a, on a drop rate and it's like you know, you, you could go in a month or two without getting a weapon. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's the, the, that's the key here. The, the content is there. We just need more genres, you know. The content is there. The, the playbook is there. We have years and years of games. So uh, we just need more genres, expand more. And that just takes time, right? It takes yeah. time um, to build. Mm-hmm. So you said you enjoy creating content around these games more so than maybe actually playing them. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. So what is it yeah. about creating the content that brings you the most joy? Is it like the engagement with the community? Is it, um, you know, kind of forming some of these re, uh, relationships with the founders and stuff themselves? I think I recently saw you even got your own Kagi skin uh, from yeah. one of these games. So like. What brings you the most joy when you're releasing this content? What what like gets you out of bed to keep pumping out the the videos because you're constantly on YouTube all the time? And I guess where does that motivation come from? Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of everything. First, I've always been a grinder. I'm not, I'm not a quitter. I can't mm-hmm. quit. I can't quit. You know, there, there's like a pain behind it that it's like, okay, I, I need to keep pushing this content and. That's that. I have that. Mo- I have that mindset. Let's not say motivation. The motivation, the mindset is grind, no matter what. The motivation behind the grind would be, I know this is revolutionary. We are revolutionizing, uh, revolutionizing the gaming industry as a whole, and every other industry, you know, that comes with NFTs and crypto and all of that. So I know that. 
I know that. And I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. It's very clear in my mind. Whether it takes five or ten years, it's going to happen. That That's just kind of like... You've you seen Gary Vee, the way he talks, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's set. He's like, this is it. Like, there's no way... I, I feel the same yeah. way, right? Um, so there... That's what really motivates me. And then what I actually find joy in is that I understand that although these are not the games that I would play, uh, I used to play, um, first, I'm learning about economy. Second, I'm That's providing value because YouTube is about value. I think a lot of people don't understand this yet. They, they try to go on YouTube and be like, oh, you know, I'm so good at playing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're so good at playing, but... Can you teach others how to play? That's the question. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about value. How do you bring value within what you're doing? So YouTube is about that, bringing value. That's why most of my thumbnails, I don't even have my face on it. It doesn't matter. I know. My face, it's okay inside the video, but there's no point in that. Um, it's a value that you're bringing in the video. So I find joy when I see somebody that is like, oh, my God, this is it. Like the same way I felt, I find joy in that. And I think the numbers right now might be also giving me some dopamine i'm not gonna lie oh, yeah. but i'm very aware of it i'm mm-hmm. very aware of it because i i remember when i did 12 hours a day with three viewers for three years right so i remember that very well and i'm very aware of that where like i know although that's triggering my 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 sense of like feeling good or bad i know that that's bullshit right what matters is that we're, we're moving this industry forward so that's kind of like um where i'm at mm-hmm. That's what really motivates me all of that. And do you have a, a favorite moment from this past year? Because, um, and we can get into some of your numbers because it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy that you, and there's a handful of other content creators out there that uh, with the rise of crypto and the popularity of NFTs have been grinding their way from the very beginning of this space because I think you've been doing this since maybe March of last year or uh, the, the Axie stuff specifically. and you put in a ton of time and a ton of effort that when you do see the ratings and, and the views the way they are and where you started out, like you said on Twitch, um, that's definitely something that you have to appreciate, right? Whether or not it it's going to lead to um, personal happiness, there has to be an appreciation for it after you put in all this time. But do you have a, a favorite moment? Um, I would say, dude, I think... I don't, I don't remember exactly. Maybe mm-hmm. when I hit 1,000 um, subscribers, because that one opened the door to monetization. It opened the door. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't 1,000 subscribers. It's 1,000 subscribers and like, I don't know how many views. I think it's 100,000 views or more. Yeah. So I think I know a lot of people that hit 1,000 subs and never hit that until later on, right? Mm-hmm. So the engagement was very, very high. And I... In, in, in a few moments, I cried, dude. Obviously, I cried. I, I like, I actually cried. And I, right now, I'm emotional because how do I say this? I've been grinding so fucking hard that it's like fucking wild. I, I and I hit up my brother because he backed me up all these years. Mm-hmm. Like I told him, bro, this is what I want to do, and he's like, fuck, I got you, and that shit just. You know, to see that? Hell yeah. Yeah, I was looking at your videos. I mean, 98,000 views on a video, man. And I'm sure a couple years ago, you're on Twitch. Three viewers. 98,000 views on on a video is insane. And 
Uh, I'm sure all of the support that you got from all of those people in years past uh, have been celebrating this success with you because it's one thing to do this on your own, right? Yeah. It's another thing to have family with you and uh, be supportive along the way. No, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, my bad, dude. I'm like... You, no apologies needed. Look, um, throughout the, the my Twitch career, I mean, holy shit. Um, I did very good in 2017. Then the market kind of crashed. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was in a nice house or whatever. Uh, it was my first time getting that, this amount, this this much money, and I learned a lot, right? But mm -hmm. you know, I I kind of have to I have to retract and be like, wait, now I don't have money. Like now I'm like on the low end. And I have some in the backup, but it mm -hmm. wasn't a, a lot. So I moved out with my brother from. I used to live with my brother. We moved out from the from the house we were in. Um, that was a very expensive house, but because everything just went to shit. Um, and then when we move out, bro, my brother said, bro, we're going to grind again from the bottom up again, mm -hmm. you know? And he said, bro, don't worry. Keep doing content. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go do Uber. I'm going to go do Uber. Um, mm -hmm. I actually worked at, uh, at a Publix, uh, at a, uh, you know, yeah. a, a supermarket by the end, in 2020, I was working in a supermarket while making the videos because the the, the little money that I was, wow. that I had, I didn't want to spend it. Right. I wanted to grow, so I had it there. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'll do twelve hours, twelve, um, twelve dollars an hour, um, you know, cleaning floors. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I'm doing it, and I was doing that and doing the content, right? So, my brother also during my Twitch years, he was like, dude, don't worry, I'll go do Uber. You keep doing your shit, you know. And he supported me. He supported me. He backed me up. He backed me up hard. So. Um, yeah, it meant a lot. It meant a lot. The grind has been hard as shit, hard as shit. Some people think I'm like a rich kid. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I don't, come from, I don't come from the low end either in terms of economics, but I'm also not a rich kid. It was, uh, you, know, you know how the medium class in the United States is, you know, everybody's broke in the United States. That's the truth. The balance sheets are negative 100%. Like everybody. Even there, I'm sure there's millionaires that make millions of dollars. They spend more than what they make every month. They're yeah. negative in their balance sheet. Yeah, That's everyone's for sure. in debt. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, it's all fugazi, right? Like, but the point is that we're we're medium, you know, middle class, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a, there's a house that, that is being that, that is owed. This uh, school loans. There's a bunch of shit. You look at the balance sheet. You are poor. I think poor yes. people are more rich than the actual middle class, if you think about it, because they have not. And, and, you, and going back, I forgot the sacrifice to do this. Bro, I haven't gone out in, in, in I would say, years. Like, yeah, actually man. go out and, like, you know, have fun. Like, I, I'm, I'm forgetting about fun a little bit. And it's a sacrifice that is very mental. It, it could really fuck you up mentally. But if you have people around you that are supporting you, your family and stuff like that, have friends that understand... Because when you have a friend that hits you up, he's like, yo, let's go out. Um, let, let's go let's go have beers. He's like, nah, bro, I got to make a video, you know? Right. And the friend that doesn't understand that will make you feel like, bro, you're always doing something, blah, blah, blah. So now you got to surround yourself with people that understand. Mm -hmm. So it, it really it, it really is a sacrifice. So. Man, kind of switching gears here. Um, can you describe uh, exactly what the OG key card is that you came out with? Because uh, one of these things, and 
uh, kind of going off sacrifices there is that you are sharing uh, kind of some of the stuff, and I'll let you describe it better, but the OG key card is a way for your viewers to, um, I think it's, is it monetized off of some of your efforts? And can you explain that in more detail? Well, yeah, I, I understood, right? I understand that when, you know, I feel like the, the way that people handle their followers and subscribers, it's like, oh, they're my followers, my subs. Like, like you own them without, mm -hmm. without wanting to. It's not something that they consciously say, um, you, you know, I own you. But it's, it's a mentality, oh, I hit that many followers. Um, I see it, I started seeing this more as a community. When I, you know, with the Axie stuff, I was like, dude, sharing revenue, you know, the community. Mm -hmm. um, these are not just players. These are owners. So my channel, I was like, dude, if I have followers, they're not my followers. They're my peers. They're watching content because there's value in it. Mm -hmm. And they're bringing value to my channel. The reason I'm getting some, you know, some promotion and sponsorship is because they're watching, right? I'm sure there's a bunch of like, crappy followers or whatever or community members you know but most of them are not most of them are cool they actually want you to grow right there's always going to be people that you don't know they're kind of ah, whatever but most of the people are are there because they believe in that in your channel so they should therefore own a piece of it because they are making it grow these people are they're, they're an army i have 200 i don't know how many of them are engaged in the in the, in the discord in terms of like the ones that hold the nft but as soon as a video goes up I have 200 views because yeah. they're there, yeah. right? And they feel like they own it because they do. They do. So to explain the NFT is basically I get money from the revenue, right? I have a vault, you know, just an address. Mm -hmm. I put money in there, whether it's, you know, whatever coin people, they, they decide. They decide what they want. So I tell them, bro, guys, we got 500 bucks out of what we earned this, this month. Um, uh, I'm putting 500 bucks, decide where we're buying, what shit car are we buying, right? Mm -hmm. So it's up to them. If we get wrecked, we get wrecked together. Mm -hmm. So the idea is grow the vault, right? And then, then grab that money since it's 200 people to distribute um, all the money between 200 people. It's not going to be a lot. So the best way to go about it right now is to actually buy a few NFTs here and there and then do giveaways. Gotcha. Right? gotcha. And, and then some, some are going to, some people are going to win. Some people won't win, right? Um, so that's the idea. But now we're doing a little sacrifice where it's like the vault, and we want to increase that vault and see if we can get it to 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. And one of these days, I tell them, what do you guys want to do? You guys want to distribute this in money? You guys want to buy some NFTs? What do you guys want to do? Because at the end of the day, it's their money. It's their money. It's, mm -hmm. they, they decide. They decide what they're going to do. And then I take a portion of my YouTube revenue, obviously, because I need to pay bills and shit. Mm -hmm. But... At the end of the day, you know, this is a start of, you know, ownership, like shared, you know, shared ownership of, of a channel that has never been really a thing, you know? Right. So. <clears throat> right. And are those, uh, is the supply on those capped? Are you going to release more? Uh, if people wanted to get in, can they? It was free. Okay. That's the first thing. It was free. I never sell it. I don't, I believe in the sell when you have value. But I also, I'm very careful with what I put out because as soon right. as I sell it, now they have, now they have a lot of say into what I do. You know, they're gonna, they, they could ask, 
And I told them from the beginning, I'm not selling this. This is for free. You know why? Because I don't want no bullshit. One day I want to take one week off. I don't want, oh, Kagi's not working. We paid for this. What the fuck is this? No, 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 no. I don't want to be owned. I don't want to be owned. And I told them straight up, straight up. This is an incentive because I believe in you guys helping me. And it's a, it's a win-win. It's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. So it was free. It's capped at 400 um, NFTs. 400. I only gave away 200. Only 200 people claimed it. Right, I closed my Discord so we didn't get like random ass people. Oh, an NFT, right? I, I was very low key about it. Mm-hmm. So in reality, it's only two hundred. Okay, that's it. There's like, I'm not, I'm not. The other ones are there because they're there. So I would have to burn it. I'm not even gonna burn it. It's whatever. I'm never gonna use them. So then, the next thing I'm gonna do is a tier two, tier two. The tier one connects to a tier one chat. It's I call it the tier one guild, gotcha. right? But I'm not gonna do it yet. I'm gonna do it when I, you know, hit. 50,000, 60,000, because if not, I'll dilute, right, um, the earnings into the tier two. The tier two is going to earn a little bit less. So let's say I make $10,000 in a month. I might take 5,000 out of that and be like, okay, 4,000 is going to tier one and 1,000 is going to tier two. Mm-hmm. And then the more I grow, the more I grow, um, the more tiers I can do because the more I can like distribute. Gotcha. But right now, gotcha. I'll probably go from like 500 to $600, maybe 700 whatever. Yeah. It depends on, 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 the, on the month. So I can't really dilute it like that to a tier two. So that's where I'm at. Um, so yeah, there's definitely going to be more. And the second one is basically going to be the people that are subscribed, paid subscribers. Mm-hmm. But my paid subscription is only $2 a month. Okay. So it's not really like they're buying it. It's just... For me to know who really wants to support me at this point, True. I can't do it for free. Because we'll get a bunch of bots, yeah. we'll get a bunch of random people. So only the people that are paid subscribers for more than three months are going to be able to be eligible to get that next NFT. For me, I see it as free. That's a $2 subscription. If you want it, that's, that's the only way for me to sort it out, to mm-hmm. see who really has been here for a while and actually wants this NFT. So I already told people three months plus whenever I release it, you know, that's it. Gotcha. And did you create the NFT itself or did you hire someone? Cause it's pretty cool looking too. It's the pinned tweet on your, uh, on your Twitter there. Uh, so did you have someone make that up for you or is that all you? Um, um, yeah, I did create it myself. I basically bought some assets from like, uh, you know, online a card like a like a card that is you know like a futuristic card yeah i looked it up and then i grabbed that and then i put my logo on top of it deleted everything else um so i grabbed a few assets um the background as well is an asset that i bought so but i you know i i, I creatively I, I can you know put things together not necessarily do them draw them or anything like that um so i did it myself i animated it on adobe after effects Okay. And then I, the music I paid for it too. I, you know, my friend is a, you know, producer, so I paid him for the music. That's my like personal music because YouTube is very anal about you know other people's music, which is understandable. So I kind of bought my music and all of all of it. So uh, yeah, basically I create, I crafted it myself to say, you know, I, I guess that's the best way to put it. So yeah. Awesome. No, it's really cool looking. I think it's an awesome concept too, uh, and I think you were. Uh, and as far as I know, I think you were one of the first people to kind of monetize content that way via an NFT. Uh, maybe someone else out there did it. I didn't come across it, but I think you were the first one to do it. I think, I think what I did specifically, mm-hmm. it, it was me. 
but mm-hmm. um, but but is that since it's so specific, uh, it's very hard to find anybody else that did that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think monetizing content or or I guess exclusivity, monetizing exclusivity, is not something new in the NFT industry. That's for sure. You know, there's right. probably people that have discords like the whale or whatever. Right, right, right. right. So so monetizing, I guess, exclusivity, um, it's not it's not new. Before we get you out of here, I just wanted to ask um, if you have, it's tough to say if you have advice for people because everyone's different, but if someone is just now trying to start creating content, whether it be an NFT space, gaming, or really anything, do you have any pieces of advice to them other than just kind of like grind it out and keep pushing? Or is there some secret to uh, what you did when you changed stuff up, you noticed a higher level of engagement? Or is it just the consistency aspect of things? Um, I think there's a combination. In terms of motivation, um, mm-hmm. I think that's a drive that somebody has to find within them. And mm-hmm. it's very hard to to kind of like, you know, tell people, you know, this is how you get motivated. No, it's like, um, it really has to do with your personality, with your, you know, the, the, the level of, you know, understanding what you want in life. Um, whether it's money, whatever it is that you understand that you want, fame, whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it is. Once you understand what it is, you there's no literally no other way around it other than to grind it out. There, there's no other way. There's no other way. Um, that's that, right? And then in terms of growth, I think you gotta bring value. Value is, I mean, I always say, I always say this: just search how to tie your shoe on YouTube. That's it. That's all you got to understand about YouTube. That's it. It's millions of views. And anybody that doesn't understand YouTube will tell you, I know how to tie my shoe. They taught me that when I was two. Yeah, but it has 5 million views, 10 million views or whatever it has. There's a reason why it has it. Because there's value in it for some people. The other day somebody told me, why why you do a a tutorial on that? It's, It's in a Medium article. I'm like, in my mind I was like, cool dude you know like i understand what i'm doing right Mm -hmm. so i'm bringing value for the people that don't want to read people don't read most people don't read Mm -hmm. now with that being said because most people don't read now you have to read right there's you gotta read you gotta dig into the reading if you don't dig in i i hated reading but now you gotta read white papers you gotta uh, try to understand ask questions and most of the times i don't do the full research either because it's not that easy right you gotta Right. And don't be afraid to um, of that. that You got to let let go of the fear. I have I have an accent. Sometimes I get stuck in interviews. I'm like in my thoughts. I don't know how to put them together. Somebody told me today, like, oh, you should write it down. The questions. I'm like, no, but I really want to freestyle. I don't really want to write down questions. I want to do something like Joe Rogan type of style. Right. Where we're having a conversation and we can take it anywhere, anywhere we want. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I might stumble upon my words sometimes and stuff like that. But that's what I want. So mm-hmm. I'm getting this advice and I'm taking it as an advice, right? Because it is an advice. But they don't understand what I want. So they're telling me how to do things. And sometimes you have to understand how you want to do things. And mm-hmm. I think that comes with time. And you start kind of like understanding what you, how you really want to approach things. And mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of elements to this. You know, it's a lot of layers, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I like what you said about value because there is 100% value in information, right? And that's really something. And I've I watched your videos on how to migrate my Axie items to, from Ethereum to Ronin. And that's the most super simple, easy. super easy. But it's like, all right, exactly what you said about the Medium article. I'm like, I know this is easy. I know that this is going to be two steps. Do I want to read through this entire Axie Substack article about all they're doing with Ronin to find this one little thing? Or do I want to watch Kagi's minute and 25 second video on this stuff and boom, done with it. Everything's fine. While um, you eat. Yes. Right. Yeah, it's super easy. Super, exactly, exactly. And there's just people who learn better that way, right? Kind of seeing the process unfold rather than getting directions and having to uh, duplicate that process or bring that process to life. There's people who just learn better by the, the visual aspect of watching someone else do it. Um, another thing that I really liked about uh, your YouTube channel, and I'm glad you brought it up earlier in the conversation, is your thumbnails that none of your thumbnails have pictures of you on them. It's all about like the content you're creating and the projects you're covering. And there's no pictures of you. Um, you know, I feel like all it's the content creators, like two or three, yeah. but there's all those pictures of people with their mouths wide open and like, oh, red alert, like whatever's happening. And, and with you, I'll tell you that much, it works. But it you're works. doing I just, just, I think you're I'd doing just fine. Mm -hmm. I think you're doing just fine with the, the thumbnail uh, the ways that you have it laid out, it's just the highlight of the project. And I think if you're looking for a certain project, it grabs your attention better than, uh, you know, somebody that's just, you know, I guess has them an image of themselves on the thing. Uh, so I'm glad that you touched on that too. Yeah, right. Exactly. Bitcoin tanking, Ethereum done. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm glad you touched on that too, because I think that's super important. I think here's the thing. There's something else you got to understand in terms of content. Okay. The most valuable people, it doesn't matter if you go slow, the mm. most valuable people watch long-term content, long, long um, format content. Okay. Long format. Mm -hmm. Long format. The, the short format is BS. Mm -hmm. It's BS. It, it, the short format is for Do Dogecoiners. That's what it's for. Mm -hmm. Right. You're a Dogecoiner, then yeah, short format. Oh my God, 100x. Boom, buy now, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's it, one minute video on TikTok or whatever. There's value to entertainment, but there, it doesn't build, you, you're not gonna communicate with people that are like bright minds, right? Mm -hmm. And if somebody's not a bright mind and it's getting to that point because they're you know, putting effort into understanding things and they'll become a bright mind over time. I'm not the brightest mind either, you know? Like I keep learning, I'm reading a book now. Um, sometimes I don't read it because I don't, you know, fuck, reading is hard. You know? <laughs> so the point is that people that watch long con content, that's why I don't worry about it too much. Like, yes, we're talking for an hour, but trust me, over time you doing this, bringing valuable people, whether it's me or somebody else, they're going to watch. They're going to watch. The Joe Rogan videos are three hours long. Everybody finishes those videos. Yeah. When he, most of the videos, right? When, right. when people, people watch it. Mm -hmm. um, yes, at the beginning, three hours is a lot. I think you got to play with that. Like, okay, I'm starting. Maybe I'll do 20-minute interviews. And then, like, but long-term viewers want value, full value. I don't watch.